the people in Tulsa are so kind. They're so nice mm -hmm. that I've never seen a city with so many facial deformities that have not been attended to. We went to two places in Tulsa, uh, both food locations. Both these dudes were working front of house with the customers, and they both had things on their face where I wish I had the confidence to make my order and then go, you have an appointment for that, right? This dude had a, he looked like a triceratops getting his adult horn in. Trekking heavier, traveling light. There's one thing that's right wherever I go. That's where I am. Speed. Speed. That means rolling in the industry world. Hey, every... In the industry world. The industry of whatever this is. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to This Week in Zoltan. Uh, this is my podcast. That's me in the drawing. This is me in real life. This is episode 361. The very first episode of 2024, which... Uh, between you, me, and the wall here feels like might be the last year. <laughs> this this might be, I don't, I can't picture 2025. I can picture 2024, everything's on fire. And I feel like 2025 is just the smoldering after effects of a volcano. Uh, that's the positive way to start an episode. Um, before we even get cooking, let me talk about our one sponsor, The Safe Journal. This one got wrinkled. Ah, Emma's going to give me grief for that one. This one got wrinkled in the packaging. Uh, this is a safe journal. <laughs> this is my wife's company. Uh, if you are new to journaling or are a seasoned journaler, the safe journal has a bunch of, oh, she taught me a new word, metatonics, metadata, metatracking. It has a lot of spaces where you can write down your, write down the date, your feelings, your mood, where you are, so you can better track your feelings. Like, if you are having moments where you think there might not be a 2025 and you notice it's always on Tuesdays in the morning, you might approach Tuesday mornings with a less uh, depressing viewpoint if you pinpoint the issue and work on it from there out. And uh, if you uh, type in my name, Zoltan, at checkout, you get 25% off your first order and a handwritten note by me. I always forget the handwritten note part, which my handwriting has actually gotten a lot better. The first few batches look like I was uh, I was kidnapped and held for ransom and fighting back tears to to figure out how to write my name. Uh, but that's not happening anymore. Now I'm I've dialed it in and I'm sending out these handwritten notes. So go to safejournal.co, .co, not .com, .co, type in Zoltan at checkout, 25% off. Get yourself a safe journal. Start writing down your feelings. Get to know you. 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 Safe journal. Safejournal.co. That was a good read. That was solid. I feel good about that. I felt like Mark Marin doing uh 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 Whichever one he does. But you got to start it with a safe journal. <laughs> yeah. I would love to see Mark Maron do a safe journal read specifically. I think this one would work well on his podcast. Oh, like your feelings. <laughs> uh, my feeling. Uh, my favorite was he had uh, coffee.coop years ago, mm -hmm. and he would start it with, oh, I just I just crap my pants, <laughs> and that, which is exactly what coffee is for. Uh, but welcome to this uh, first episode of the new year. Uh, we got no Emma this week. We just came back from Tulsa, which oh, we no, sorry, don't sorry. you dare. <laughs> Don't you dare. She's, uh, um, I tried to get her to come and she was like, listen, we just came back from, you dragged me to Oklahoma to go to New Year's and we just got back yesterday. We slept all day. She goes, I'm skipping this one. And I go, fair enough. Fair enough. So she's not here this week. We got Mike on the ones and twos. He already got his lights set up. There's hey, his beautiful. There he is. That's a New Year's baby face if you've ever seen one. That's the last of my face. <laughs> That's the last of his face. Uh, it's the first day of the New Year's. How, how was your New Year? Stayed at home. Still Stayed home. beautiful. Still hung over. I used to do clubs every year, and I, I the last since 2020, I haven't done it, and it's uh, it's so incredible. Smart. It's, incredible. it's so smart. Uh, did you ever do New Year's doing clubs in the city, or were you on the road? Uh, mostly on the road. Mostly I think I maybe did one in the city, but yeah. it was mostly on the road because you make more money, but it's yeah. blood money. It's blood money. <laughs> it's the kind of money where you look like Daniel Day-Lewis at the end of uh, uh, whatever that movie is with the oil. 
That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Oil Gangs of New York? Oil Gangs know. of New York uh, method actor. Uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, I had never done one on the road. I had always done them in San Diego. And that was fine because I was home and I'd go get paid and drink for free. It was a free night out. But the shows were never fun. No. Like I never left. I never felt good for doing them. And then there was like a year I took off where I'm like, I'm not even going to do this torturous local set. And then this year, a few months ago, we got an offer for oh, Tulsa to do New Year's Eve in Tulsa at a comedy club. And the, the money was good. And I asked Emma, I go, what? it's our first year in New York. Do you want to do New Year's Eve in New York mm. or do you want to do it in Oklahoma? And she's like, I guess because it was in June or July when we got this offer, she didn't really fully think about it. She's like, ah, yeah, who cares? Take it. We'll have fun. And then leading up to it, uh, like two weeks ago, I was like, yeah, we're doing New Year's in Tulsa. She's like, oh, do I have to come? And I was like, y you don't want to do New Year's with me? And she's like, no, nah, I mean, yeah, but also I could stay. <laughs> and I was like, no, come. And well, she, that was her first and last. <laughs> dude, she's never coming. I don't think she's hitting the road with me at all this month because of what this weekend was. And listen, the people that came out in Oklahoma City on Thursday, you guys were awesome. The people that came to the shows this weekend in Tulsa were great. It was great. It was. It's just not how you spend your New Year's. You mm. don't spend your New Year's in Oklahoma unless you live there, unless that's your home. No one's leaving their other cities. No one's living in Wichita, Kansas going, you know where we got to spend New Year's? Tulsa, baby. <laughs> Tulsa. You know where Tulsa's, what Tulsa's most known for for me? How many episodes of First 48 they're on? <laughs> is, is, is that what you were going to say? No, no. Oh, okay. If you turn your location services on and open Google Maps, it immediately, it always defaults to Tulsa. Really? Yeah. And that, every time I look at my phone, I'm like, ah, i got to turn my services on. Oh. Because it zooms. It's is, that the, is that the central most location on the know. continental United States? I think it's just Apple's attempt to make us not forget about Tulsa. Wow. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Wow. Apple has really backed two two groups uh u2 and then tulsa <laughs> like don't forget about u2 and bono and whatever he's doing and don't forget about tulsa tulsa i know because they're in every other episode of first 48 is in tulsa yeah to the point where if i saw emma and i were on the lookout for that murder detective homicide detective whatever they're called uh I, I forgot his name, but I, I know his his pale face and his bubbly little lips. Uh, he's this he's this goofy white guy. Should and invite him to the show. DM him. I know. I should, if I Next knew his time. name, I would have been like, "Hey, man, if you're not busy trying to solve murders, uh, <laughs> come, come watch me kill in Tulsa. <laughs> come watch me second guess uh, accepting this booking. Do you want to witness a suicide <laughs> firsthand <laughs> on this hour, this forty eight, whatever, dude? I gotta say, so the people. Man, all right, I, how do I start? Okay, first of all, the people in Tulsa, maybe Oklahoma as a whole, are so kind. They're so nice mm -hmm. that I've never seen a city with so many facial deformities that have not been attended to. Uh, we went to two places in Tulsa where uh, both food locations, both people, both these dudes were working front of house with the customers, and they both had things on their face where I wish... I had the confidence to make my order and then go, you have an appointment for that, right? Like, Can not... I guess what it was? Yeah, go for it. A goatee. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wish a couple of, one of them, if they grew a goatee, they could have covered one of these things. <laughs> wow. But this, this one guy, we went to this coffee shop. This dude had a, it looked like, he looked like a triceratops getting his adult horn in. Like, that's what it looked like. It looked like he lost his baby horn, and the adult horn was poking through the gums of his forehead. And just dead center. Huge. And he couldn't have had more confidence, and just, like, it didn't slow him down at all. He's like, welcome to the coffee shop. And we're all just eyeballing this dude's center horn, and we're like, that's... Is that where he hung his New Year's hat? <laughs> He had he dangled a tip bucket from it right in front of his face, so you made sure to tip for the latte. Did it look like it was there like from birth, or did he get like in a fight two days ago? This, no, it definitely not a fight. It wasn't a welt. It wasn't a welt. It also didn't look like it was from birth. This looked mm -hmm. like something that had started growing two years ago, and he's just like people might ask him about it. And he just goes, I don't know. It doesn't hurt, and I don't want to go to the doctor. Hey, buddy, let me ask you a question. Did you, before working here, work at Monsanto by chance? Because <laughs> I've heard some things. 
Not a hundred percent. Do you sleep next to a radiator? We got to <laughs> we got to figure this out. But the the crazy thing was the amount of confidence he had. Like, so he clearly lives in a city in a town where people are so kind. They're just gonna look past your giant horn, look you right in your eyes, and go, ah, no, 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 wonderful. Which is great. I'm not knocking the dude. I'm praising the city for being so kind. And if he's if he's front of house, front of house. Who are, they, who are they hiding in the back? Can you imagine <laughs> the mongoloids in the back? Okay. All right. <laughs> I think you can say mongoloids. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's so old that you can say yeah, it Yeah, mongoloids is like uh, Steamboat Willie, Mickey Mouse. Like, it's come out of its public domain again. Now. My mom said that in earnest the other day. Did, did she? <laughs> we were talking about special needs people. Yeah. And that's what they used to be called. Special needs. Well, no, mongoloids. Yes, a hundred years ago. And my mom yeah. said, she goes, oh, we had a we had a mongoloid on our street. I was like, <laughs> growing up, I go, I didn't even know how to react. I was like, what? What racism is it? I had, it had took me a second. I was like, from Mongolia? <laughs> that's like I thought, what I thought it was. Dude, when I first heard the term wild. mongoloid, I was like, oh. I don't know why they're being so sensitive talking about this Mongolian fella. Yeah, yeah, like they make great a, beef. Yeah, they, you know, uh, Genghis Khan. Um, <laughs> he never did anything wrong. <laughs> no, no, uh, he's an interesting individual. We're all related to him, I think. Twenty three and me, that. Um, but yeah, everyone was so kind because that was that was the first guy, and then the second guy we went and got uh, ice cream in a drive through, which is the most. Oklahoma Central America thing you can yeah. do and uh, the guy that took my money at the window had a birthmark from his lip to his chin purple too purple like he tried to strangle it before his shift and uh just front of, and I'm like you you can't with all due respects you can't be the one to hand us the food mm-hmm. that's got to be you can scoop it but don't tell me <laughs> Don't tell me you scooped it. Please scoop it with your hands, too. <laughs> don't, yeah. Don't use your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, fall into the ice cream. I, uh, oh, oh, yeah, that reminded me of an ugly story. I Speaking of ugly. <laughs> yeah, I, one time I was scooping ice cream. I was a teenager. I was working at the retirement home. This is a gross story. I'm sorry. I was scooping the ice cream. You know the ice cream scooper has that lever? The mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the side of it's pretty sharp. Sure. And this ice cream was really stiff. It's hard. And I was like digging in there. All these people ordered spumoni. I had a table of four. They all ordered spumoni. And I'm digging in, and I'm not noticing that the side sharp part is digging into my finger. And I'm and then after I got done scooping all four, I noticed my hands bleeding. And then I look, and I can't tell if I've bled into the ice cream or if that's cherries in there. Like, because spumoni has chunks of cherries in there, I think. Well, whichever ice cream it did had. It did that night. <laughs> it did that night. And I was so embarrassed, or I was so, I didn't want to tell my boss because they would have had to throw out this five-gallon jug of ice cream, this giant industrial thing of Spumoni that I had bled into. And then I served it. Oh, man, I'm going to get fired for this retroactively. Probably. Yeah, and uh, and then I I think I told my mom about it. And she goes, oh, Zoli, well, they're old. This is probably good for them. It's young blood. That's yeah. <laughs> that's what she said. She goes, it's kind of you know, you're 15. This is yeah. virile. This is what they do in Hollywood. They they're pay up, for that now. Yeah, in Hollywood, they're vampire sucking babies' blood or whatever they do to keep them, <laughs> to keep Leo DiCaprio looking like Leo DiCaprio. So, uh, yeah. But now I just thought of the guy with the birthmark chicken in there with the ice cream and Adam. Anyway, the people in Tulsa are lovely. That's, that was the whole <laughs> that was gist the of all of, of that. They were lovely. I did have, uh, you would think I would have this more often, but I had the smelliest audience member I've ever met in my entire life take Oof. a photo with me after a show. That's brutal. Yeah, she came in. Ooh. Yeah. Didn't see that turn. <laughs> she. <laughs> It's oh. never she. Oh, you always think it's a dude. It's always he that smells bad. I'm not used to s- taking pictures with smelly audience members at all. No. Like, the people that come to see my show, bless their hearts, are good hygiene. They come in clean. I've never had a moment where I'm like, ugh. But yeah, I guess if I would think of a smelly person in public, man, 100% yeah, of the time. Yeah, every time. 100% of the time. And this this woman... And old, that's not because men are... That's not because women are incapable of smelling. Men are just more likely to... Not care. Ignore it, not care. <laughs> Women have standards yes. more so than men, just to be clear. <laughs> Women, for, uh, stereotypically speaking, 
treat smelling good and bad as a real black and white situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With men, there's a thick gray area Very of much. I smell great, I smell fine. I hope I don't see anyone in public I know. Well, and I'm wearing a thick jacket all day. <laughs> it won't get out. It's so true. And so there's been times where I'm like, I could use the shower, but I mean, it's winter. Yeah, like if it if I smell through three layers, that's almost more impressive than it is offensive. Yeah, really. Yeah, if you think about it, you smell through three layers. Mm. That's kind of a. Is there an award for that? No. There's some sort of. There should be a check involved, <laughs> like a novelty check, and then like uh, Mr. Clean comes and awards it to you, and then Why they spray this? you down. <laughs> the award is just they strap you to the car and take you to a drive uh, a drive through uh, car wash. They burn your clothes in front of you. <laughs> this is what we're doing. We're gonna have an all new wardrobe. But this woman, this woman that came up to me after, uh, I forget which, it was one of the shows in Tulsa, she smelled like the most amount of cat piss I've ever Ooh, smelled. Your fans. You would think! <laughs> so, a lot of my audience is cat people. First time, first time, in all the years I've been doing comedy, and that video went viral in 2018, so however many years, five years. First time an audience member has smelled like cat piss, but this audience member smelled so much like cat piss, they made up for all the times that it didn't happen. It's like it's like whoever's in charge of the universe, God, or whoever, just compiled all the times I should have had a cat piss smelling audience member take a photo with me and concentrated it down <laughs> into this one woman who looks like she sleeps in a glove box. <laughs> like, she came up looking like she sleeps in the glove box of an 82 Buick Regal. That's so funny. And I could smell her from the other side of the table, and I'm like... Ooh. And I remember I turned to Emma. I'm like, you smell that? And she goes, yes, I do. She took two steps to the right. Then she's like, I want a picture. And I'm like, damn it. She comes around. You're like, 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> no more pictures. I'm done with pic. I wanted to go. I wanted to be Zsa, Zsa Gabor. No pictures. No pictures. And she comes around the or table. Or like every YouTuber that does a, a, a show at a comedy club. Yeah. I don't take pictures. Yeah, oh, don't, don't you? <laughs> cool. <laughs> Unless they're selfies, right? You loser. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she comes around to the table, and now the smell of cat piss is now magnified. Sure. It's almost like we put the cat piss under a magnifying glass, and the stink is coming through my eyes mm. and into my nostrils. And it's so bad now that I'm going to gag, so I'm holding my breath. She pulls out a phone that looks like it's been through a trash compactor. <sighs> it's beyond shattered. And she hands it to some kid... And the kid can't figure out the phone because this not. looks like a free an, phone from ten years ago. It was a Nokia. They didn't it was have cameras. It, it was a Nokia that looks like it got ran over by a monster truck. And this kid can't get the picture. He's like, I don't even know how this works. Why is this camera slimy? <laughs> <laughs> This film on it. Have you ever seen a human being where the stink lines you would see in a cartoon are in real life? Yeah, like uh, there's actually fumes coming off of them, like like uh, like there's gas coming out of a burner, just wavy, wavy air around this woman. Uh, and so I had to hold my breath for what felt like an eternity, and 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 it was probably thirty seconds until we got this picture done. And I'm and she then she wanted to buy stuff, and I just ignored her and talked to the next people and i'm like there's no way i'm touching your credit card i'm not yeah. touching and god forbid if it's cash can you imagine Ooh, she's gotta ring out the cat, cat <laughs> piss out of the dollar bills while she no please if she would have wanted merch i would have been like take the table just take the table i'll give up the rest of this merch i don't want to do this business i'll don't, leave don't pick up the shirt just point to it just point to it point to it i'm gonna pick it up with a stick and i'm gonna throw it at you and just get at it. it's free it's on the house um and I was just blown away, blown away that this person exists. Did they post the photo? I'd you love to see it. I would oh, love to see your face and just the tears welling up. He's <laughs> like, what was he, chopping onions? What was he <laughs> yes. doing over there? He wished he was. Because cat piss is a next level stink. It's a next level stink. And the amount of it, too. I've smelled cat piss before. But it was like her sweater or whatever she was wearing that had it was all that and she was like oh this is perfect i'm gonna slide on into this and she you know who i felt for who, who whatever server had to do that table because at a comedy club the people around them people around them but the especially whatever server had to go talk to that lady it's like it's a comedy club so you can't it's not regular table service where you're a distance away going what do you want you got to get in close go would you like another bud light and then she just radiating cat piss and it's like i think you're good i think you're good on everything <laughs>
Well, I'll take a Bud Light if you're out of Bud Heavies. <laughs> Do you guys got them in the plastic bottles anymore? Jesus, lady. <laughs> That's the other club in town. <laughs> I, I remember I used to work. Do you ever work the Looney Bins in Oklahoma? No, they, they have one in Oklahoma, Texas, and oh, Minnesota or something like that. No, was, I remember them perfectly because I worked three out of the four: Oklahoma, Tul- Oklahoma City, Tulsa, Little Rock, and Wichita. Wichita. I didn't work yeah. Wichita. Which that one was the room. That one was the club where the condo was a windowless room in the club. Yes. And uh, I'd never worked it, but, like, you just go in there. I've heard two things. One, it's incredibly depressing and sad, but it's also the best sleep you'll ever get because yeah. there's no sun, there's no windows, and you just sleep forever. Um, but I never worked that. But the other three locations, I think, I forget which one it was, but I remember one of them, I pulled up one of my cat shirts that I was selling at the time, and a very large woman in the front row booed it. Boo! And I just remember looking at her booing face, her shaking jowls, and looking down at a plastic bucket of empty Bud Lights going, I hate what I've chosen to do for a living. (laughs) (laughs) And and what made it worse is the feature act had some vulgar t-shirt like about penises and vaginas, something about the hole outlasts the pole, Mm. or two in the pink, one in the stink, something horrible. Some great shirt. Yeah. Line out the window to go out the door, wrapped around the bar to buy that shirt. You're out of XL? Damn it! And then I'm over here, I had just gotten booed for a cat shirt, (laughs) and I'm like... He made twice the money you got in your guarantee in t-shirts? Dude, she probably sold... I got paid... I remember what I got paid. I got paid $1,000... That's what the, all the Looney Pins paid. Yeah. They paid you $1,000, no travel. So as long as you didn't, and they didn't give you free food. So, and which I, I take as a personal slate. So like if they do like the discount thing, I don't buy anything no, at that club. nothing. I'll bring in Wendy's yeah. just to be rude. And I'll eat my, my biggie or whatever they sell at Wendy's in the green room in front of them. But um, That was the lady's name who smelled like piss. <laughs> It was also the lady who bought all those shirts. Biggie. What's up, Biggie? You uh, back for another show? Yeah. Hell yeah. Still smell like dog shit. I'll tell you that. <laughs> What's the, is that the worst shirt you've seen? Do you ever see the one that's... Looks as like as far as merch? Yeah. Yeah, That was those were the two worst merch shirts that I've ever seen. They had one I saw several people claiming it was theirs, and the other people stole it. Hieroglyphic-looking letters, but then when you fold it up, oh, yes. it says, fuck off. And they're like, again, duffel bag, like military-sized duffel bags. I, I think Sold I out. might know the comic you're talking about. Or there's probably multiple comics that do this, but this one guy I worked with, he had multiple shirts that he just bought at Walmart. Yeah. And he just brought them in. He had like nine shirts, like my sleep number is 420. Like, you know, like, like stuff. That's there. a great shirt. <laughs> That's a great shirt. I'm sorry. <laughs> We just found your level of white trash. <laughs> You're like, well, we—that's me right there. That's—I mean, whoever came up with that, genius. It wasn't him. It was uh, actually it was uh, Steven Soderbergh. Uh, he, he's writing T-shirts now. <laughs> I couldn't think of any author, so I chose a director for some reason. I, uh, yeah, yeah. So just it was an interesting weekend, and then we got uh, we got all the way to the New Year's Eve evening which uh that show started at 10 30 and they came up to me and they're like how do you want to do the countdown and i was like i want to make the most of it so i want to be on stage i'll do my set and then once we get close i'll bring every all the comics and my wife on stage and we'll do the countdown cheers and then we'll go home and they're like that's a great idea so the way it was supposed to go down he's like i'll let you at 10 minutes to know and then i'll let you again at five and then Two minutes before, I'll bring the projector down, and I'm going to live stream from YouTube the countdown. Sure. And I'm like, that's already hilarious. Just a YouTube live stream. I could do it on, you know, we my... Have, I have a microphone. I yeah, could do it from here. I could do it from here. I have an Apple Watch with the seconds hand. Yeah. Like, I could... But that's fine. That's cool. It's a visual. Whatever. Our sound guy that night was the backup. This guy was doing security the night before and busting yeah, tables. Yeah. But their sound guy probably had a gig to go to sure. that was better than the comedy club. Yeah. So this guy's back there, and he's an older gentleman, and you could tell computers are in his first language. <laughs> and uh, I'm on stage, and the first light that he goes to hit me with 
instead of he turned on the red light but he also killed all the lights so instead of just lighting me he killed the lights to the entire stage and the entire comedy club and it was just a red light now at my face (laughs) and then he brought it back up it lasted a second but he brought it back up and i was like we all saw that that was the red light (laughs) like that was that's one way to light me is it y2k again (laughs) is that the emergency lights (laughs) is this 2000 or 2024 and then we get to the uh, two minutes before we get the other light and I just hear the projector coming down (laughs) I bring all the comics up and my wife and now he he doesn't have the YouTube video queued up you see him on his desktop trying to type in youtube.com into the search bar and he keeps, he's hammered, by the way. This guy's drunk. He keeps clicking on other tabs. And we get to watch him. The entire audience gets to watch him not be able to use a computer. He's over there clicking bookmarks. And <laughs> like, he's like, I'm, I'm, su- I'm surprised he didn't accidentally show his, like, search history. <laughs> like, like Watching dude. somebody else not know how to use a computer to do something for you is truly probably the worst thing. that <laughs> was, was, Punch your wife in front of me. I'd dude. rather see that. It was like watching my mom trying to make me like a DMV appointment on the internet or no. something. I'm like, just get out of the way and let me do it. But we couldn't help him. He was, we just watched him struggle on the screen and he's right back there. And I was like, is there any of the wait staff that's not busy that can help this guy type in YouTube? Uh, and then he finally gets to YouTube and he didn't, he did no homework for this at all. Sure. He just thought that if he typed in YouTube, one of the top live streams would be the countdown. Sure. And I found one. I pointed at it. I go, click that one. He clicks one three over. That's not a live stream. It's a recorded video from Australia of their countdown. And he just hits go on this. And there's three, I guess, famous people from Australia that are getting ready for their countdown. And I'm like, what is this? And then people are putting it together. I'm like, this is Brisbane or or Sydney or something. It's like the Sydney (laughs) Opera House up there. I'm like, is this Australia? This is Pacific Coast Australian time. (laughs) This is even close. This is, would this happen yesterday? (laughs) And and then, while he's trying to figure that out, I noticed... We, it's already midnight. We missed the countdown. <laughs> I look at my watch. It is like 12 and then 0.5 seconds. We missed it by five. I'm like, it's already over. And everyone just goes, Happy New Year. And then after everyone goes, Happy New Year, the Aussies in the video are now going 10. <laughs> so then we do it over. I'm like, 10, 9, 8. And we get to the end and we say, Happy New Year's. And I'm like, we just celebrated New Year's Eve in a Tulsa strip mall across from a closed Chipotle using... Permanently closed. Permanently closed. (laughs) Yeah, not like there's hope for new management. It's They left. And while we're doing an Australian countdown... And I'm like, well, I'm staying home next year. We're not, we're not doing, we're not doing, we're not doing New Year's anywhere ever. Just no shows. It's just going to be my, we'll do anything else. That's I'd rather so stand in Times Square with a diaper with all those tourists than go. Th- Actually, no, I wouldn't. I'll take that back. I'll take a hundred of those bad shows than doing that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that was, uh, that was Tulsa. That was my Tulsa New Year's. Apple knows what they're doing, man. <laughs> I think it's what we can confirm. <laughs> Apple has it figured out. It was. It, it couldn't have gone better or worse. I'm glad I got video of it. I got it from two angles, so I maybe that we can put that on YouTube and just go the worst New Year's ever. I don't know what to yeah, title New Year's it. Fail. Yeah, I'm sure New people Year's. that's clickable. Yeah, comedian roasts New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> New Year's crowd work. Yeah. What time is it? Roll credits. <laughs> or just like 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 a. T- <laughs> <laughs> like a title that makes no sense, just like uh, uh, Tulsa New Year's comedian roasts Australian co-host. Like, just like, like what? What comedian is comedian attacked by New Year's on stage? <laughs> Did he survive? <laughs> just a train wreck, a train wreck. Uh, but everyone was cool. Like all the audience members were really nice, other than the cat piss lady. Could have gone without her. But everyone else was uh, top-notch, and thank you so much for coming to the shows. If you guys weren't there, I can't imagine who would have came to the show. <laughs> it would have been nobody. It would have been me doing a countdown with my wife in the opening comics to uh, just an empty room. And 500 of his pulled of the whole shirts. <laughs> <laughs> he had a fun... His shirt sold well, too. I forget what... It, it was like bucket list, because he, he had a joke about 
some old lady telling him like sleeping with him was on her bucket list or mm-hmm. something. I, I'm butchering the jab, paraphrasing, but like that sold pretty well. Miss Midwest features love selling merch and hosts. Well, you I've have noticed. to. Yeah, there's no How other way to make, make a living. I was telling Emma because I was, t- you know, Emma came around. We started seeing each other at a time where like my career was doing pretty well. Uh, like I had just got done with that phase mm. of. I was headlining, but I was headlining for like a thousand bucks a week at the Looney Bin. So I was having to not eat and hopefully sell merch to maybe profit 700 bucks or 600 bucks. And, uh, but if you're a feature, you're doing that for $300, no travel. So you're losing money on the flight and now you got to recoup costs on the merch. So like merch is everything. Yeah, If you don't have that, you're homeless. You don't get to live. So uh, hats off to all the all the guys doing the real work out there like that's the that's the real work dude like people don't talk about that that's the real like when you talk about entertainment and all that stuff like i watched the new did you watch the new Chappelle? no no did you no. watch the new ricky gervais no okay i'm kind of out on Chappelle. i think oh yeah because it's all like stories and grandiose talking not in, i think he's just kind of lost touch sure with himself Sure. And I don't, who am I to say anything about Chappelle? Chappelle is one of the greatest comics that ever lived. Absolutely. But I think he's just kind of, he's taking it a little too far with I, people, having people around him wear his name on the, a necklace. <laughs> like that's where I'm like, mm, I'm out. He's wearing his own merch. Nobody wore Carlin necklaces that were in his, his posse, you know? Yeah, wearing your own merch. It's like, why are we letting certain people get away with this? And again, one of the greatest of all time, but we, I think he needs to reconnect with uh, his, with the ground a little bit. I, I completely agree. I don't disagree with anything you just said. And then uh, not just picking on him, but overarching just society today, humility is not one of the characteristics we go after mm. uh, or the public seems to uh, root for. Like humility is not one of them. It's all about telling people how good you are and how great you're doing mm-hmm. consistently. And so it's kind of a society issue, but definitely with him, uh, you can feel it. But I, I kind of think this way about all performers. Like, there's a reason a comedian's first couple specials are so much better than their last couple. Mm. And it's because, not, not all comedians, I just mean overall, like, eventually you're going to get so rich and so successful. What are you supposed to talk about? to regular people to connect with them. Man, you ever been on first class and they don't have the right champagne? (laughs) Am I right? (laughs) What? It's true. What? It's true. Yeah, your butt will ever give you the wrong brand of... Shut up. Yeah. (laughs) Stop. I mean, at their level, it's not even first class. It's like private jets. Yeah. Yeah, my private jet wasn't gassed up. We had to leave an hour later. And the pilot looked like he kind of didn't care if I made it. Hamburger. That's a reference to a real comedian, yeah. Def Comedy Jam, mid nineties, mid nineties, yeah, 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 maybe even sooner, maybe Hint, even yeah. But uh, but I, I think that's a problem all the way across, where uh, you can get to a level in all arts too. You get to a level where you're so good, it's like, well, how struggle makes you good at art. Like there, that's why there's no rich painters in the start. They got yeah. rich later, or maybe never. Maybe when they died, then their work meant something and became a thing. But like, there's no there's no trust fund babies that became an artist of some sort and people liked what they did. Yeah, uh, or, or if there are, it's a very few, minuscule couple people. Like that's not how it is. Same with athletes. There's a reason why a lot of fighters, like pro fighters' kids, aren't good fighters, and it's because. They're not hungry. They don't, they don't have, have to fight. They don't have to fight. Yeah. Like, why, you know, if Andrew Holyfield has a kid that's fighting and, you know, he's not as famous, he's probably not going to be as famous as Vander Holyfield because he, he grew up a millionaire. Like, you yeah. don't have that hunger in you. It's that Chris Rock joke. I don't, well, I can't relate to my kids at all because they grew up rich. Yes, exactly. Like, what am I going to talk about? These are rich kids. They're rich kids. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I, I felt that way watching Chappelle's special too. I think he can still craft jokes. Oh, he's unbelievable. The joke, I have nothing, like, I think he's still one of the funniest. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I can't, I don't relate, I can't like connect with him. True. Because and I'm it, like, ah, I know, behind, I know the behind the scenes stuff. And yes. that's, that bothers me. Yes, and and on top of that, I think one of the fir- worst things that can happen to any artist is they start. Uh, it's kind of like 
the same thing that can happen to an attractive person, mm-hmm. which is the worst thing that could ever happen is you find out exactly how attractive you are. It's like, yes. oh, you're a monster now. Yeah. That's the same with a famous person. It's like, oh, you actually realize how important you are and how many fans you have, mm-hmm. and you start believing all those things they're saying about you. Start you start believing that you're important. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, my friend Dustin once said the worst thing that can ever happen to comedy is once a comedian starts thinking comedy is important. Like, important to the fact of, like, social fabric. Their comedy is important. Their comedy is yeah, important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not just... I was going to say, comedy is important. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, think, yeah. Not, the, not just... I was like, uh, oh, fuck, am I that guy? <laughs> no, no, no. I believe comedy. No, no, comedy is important, but, yeah. like, what, what you're saying specifically... People need to hear this. People need to hear yeah. this. And, and I was listening to uh, the audio book of Rick Rubin's uh, uh, creative book mm-hmm. that he came out with, and he said this great thing that I'm sure has been said before, but I hadn't heard it. Yeah, it was about point of view, and he he broke down. He's like, point of view is very different from having a point. Mm-hmm. Point of view, like he's like, most audiences don't want to be told how to think and how to feel about a piece of art or about anything. Mm-hmm. Point of view doesn't need to land on a, a real hard concrete fact or a point it's just like hey this is how i see things Mm. and you listen to this thing that i made now you feel however you feel about this thing that i said or i sang yeah and that is so true but people i think sometimes they start with a point of view then you get sometimes you get really rich and famous and then now you think you have a point and i think that's where it starts to fall into the other category like oh no you think you're right yeah instead of this is just my opinion, and I hope you guys laugh at it. There, you know. There is a, there is a fine line between I think this versus how come you don't think this. Yes, yes, you know? yes. I think is the is where it lives. I think is where comedy lives. But you don't think this is where it's like ooh, like and no, that's, and that's okay. It's very okay. And I, I remember I think Bill Burr said it once on a podcast where he was talking about his comedy. He goes, "I say." pretty outlandish things but i always use i statements yeah i don't try to generalize and go we 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 you know and uh and i kind of did that i wrote a joke on the plane about how dumb we all are and how we think the world is stupid but it's like based on what we're on we're on social media watching stupid videos and we're like man the world is so stupid it's like no 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 there's an algorithm that knows what you like yeah the world isn't stupid you are yeah because they're showing you what you like and so I just like changed the wording of it to I. I thought the world was stupid, but yeah. it's like my entire feed is people falling and farting. Yeah. It's not like they didn't try to show me science videos. <laughs> there is it's, a whole, you know, on TikTok, there's a whole STEM category that you could click and it only shows you STEM stuff. St- like STEM cells? No, STEM, like science, technology, education, Oh, okay. Math. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that yeah, sorry, was an acronym. <laughs> but if you go, there's like four year page live and then the other one is stem and you could just go through science education all that stuff if on my phone wherever that stem button is that part of my phone is so clean because i've never i've never smudged or touched that (laughs) my my whole uh, you notice that that's where you actually dropped hot dog mustard I'm telling you, I've never seen stem. I've got my ketchup residue on my barbecue sauce fell on it. Because <laughs> I, I got a yeah, yeah, yeah. They're dumb. <laughs> yeah, they're dumb. Yeah. yeah, it's not me. It's not. They're not. It's not that my entire feed is people falling down their frozen driveways no. with ring doorbell cam footage and <laughs> pro wrestling and farts. I do that too. Where I'll be, I'll scroll and scroll and scroll, and I'm like, look at all these people just looking for attention online, <laughs> and it's been like two hours. I'm and like. What am I doing? I'm the guy. I'm that. I'm that guy. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, but it's that kind of idea. Like, who knows? You know, maybe one day I'll be successful enough to go and then I'll make that switch that I'm talking about these other guys making. You guys don't even know. You guys don't even know. All right. Like, why don't you take some time and meditate? Get yourself a shaman. He'll give you a mantra and then you'll really get in touch with yourselves because you're all wrong. You're all wrong, and I'm living correctly. Someone's going to take a piece of that footage and use that if I ever run for politics, and they'll be like, this is what he really wants to do in office. (laughs) Would you ever run for politics? Oh, hell no. If you had to, which one would you do? Well, I mean, I can't be president because I wasn't born here. Fair. Um, Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, Probably like mayor. 
I like mayor because it's kind of, uh, mayor of a small town, though. Yeah. And nothing, not like New York or, no, or like, even San Diego, but like a small, like. With like a square that's got a bunch of little restaurants and bars in it. Yeah, but then outside, and I, yeah. That'd yeah, be and good. I show up every time a new barbershop opens and I do the ribbon cutting. Like, <laughs> come to Supercuts. We finally got our super. I'd do that. That'd be cool. You know? I'd love to be mayor of a small town. Like a small town. That'd be the best. We, I, I, I try to talk him into using half the city budget for like a cool concert. <laughs> we need a comedy club 500 seats there's 600 people in this town yeah well trust me i'm bringing it i'm bringing comedy to evansville I wyoming i want this town to be a hotbed for uh jazz there's just like some like subsect of 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 art and we're like no, no no this is gonna be the hotbed of jazz we're gonna yeah. get all the famous jazz artists that none of you guys know about yeah and you guys will like jazz we're bringing in hot we're bringing in tech companies <laughs> name one <laughs> but trust me i'll get back to you on that i'll find one of these tech tech companies <laughs> does casio still make calculators can we get <laughs> can we get them into missouri they're so old that you called it cassius <laughs> and it's casio <laughs> <laughs> Really, Casio watches or Cassius Clay. One of the two is coming to town. I really think those watches with the calculators are going to come back around. I think they're already back. Are they? You can get them. They're like 40 bucks. They're pretty expensive oh. comparatively. Yeah, because those were the cheap ones. Yeah. I remember in in elementary school, if you had one, like teachers would have to look out for you because you could cheat. Mm -hmm. And you go, beep, 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 beep. And you know how to take the boop, boop off. Oh, yeah, yeah. You had to take the But also, there's also a level of math where... Uh, I can't figure out with a calculator, like adding and subtracting uh, fractions. Like, how the hell do you do that? You got to do 0. 0.5. We had a guy that knew how to program the TI-86 or whatever to, like, do complicated. You just type in the qu equation and it gives you the answer. Yeah. And I remember we all did it for a class one time and we learned how to fake, like, to trick. And I went back and changed all my answers back to the ones that I had gotten wrong because I was like... There's no way she's going to think I got any of these right. I was 100% sure. She's like, she'll know that I didn't get a 95 on this test when I've been scoring 70s the entire year. But she didn't. Everyone that cheated, they were, she was like, oh, my God, you guys studied so hard. I'm so oh, proud of you. Oh, man. She Meanwhile, took it I got a 68. <laughs> barely got out of that class. This is a false victory. Yeah. We had a, Mr. Pierce ran a chemistry class in high school, which chemistry was really hard for me because I already didn't get algebra. And then they started doing algebra in science class. And I'm like, Gee, this I can't shake algebra. I can't mm -hmm. get rid of this damn algebra. And uh, so I didn't get it. But there was a guy, John Shamblin, in our row who was really smart. And we all copied his test. And we weren't smart enough to get like change it up. Yes. So we had the exact same scores every test. And Mr. Pierce either didn't notice or didn't care because he never said anything about it. And then uh, he switched schedules. And I had an A in that class. And I had to go to Dr. Drew's class, uh, different Dr. Drew, and uh, immediately started failing. Like, of course. Um, yeah, I went from an A to an F in so fast. And uh, I had to drop down to dumb, dumbass earth science. You know? the earth, earth has some science, man. It, it, was, it was actually one of my, if I ever become a mayor of a small town, I'm going to make a second class between chemistry and earth science because earth science was everything they taught us in sixth grade it was a ring of fire pangea i remembered all this stuff it was like three years before because that's cool yeah and x I plus y yeah Where's i don't the care numbers man dude i'm not trying to blow up a federal building i don't care <laughs> about i don't care about uh, chemistry look at my rental history not one box truck <laughs> yeah i'm good i'm not trying to make the best meth i'm not trying to blow up a government building i don't care about chemistry so uh but there needs to be something in between chemistry and and earth science because i you know there's like that in between i feel like that's been my entire life i'm not quite smart enough to do the smart stuff but i think i'm too smart to do the dumb stuff should have so gone I'm to in cooking this... school is that what you do i think it is that's the between it's not ex it's chemistry because you're mixing stuff around right. and to create there... something else but it's we all know pangea already <laughs> there's something in the middle like oh and something you create something out of 
things that come from the earth. <laughs> That's so true. Pull a vegetable, turn it into something else with chemicals. That's the middle ground. They both have extracts. Like, yeah. <laughs> they both have things where you got to move across. I think you might be right. I think the, the between chemistry and dumbass earth science, which is just how to make jerky, pretty much, <laughs> is uh, is cooking. Because now you're mixing powders and mixtures, and you got to heat them to the right thing. I remember Mr. Pierce was the only one to let us mess with this acid that was really dangerous. And he was like, it's really dangerous, you guys, so don't mess around. We messed around with it. And some guy dropped it, and it ate through the floor. Like, that's how bad this acid was. It ate the carpet immediately and started eating the wood underneath. And then Mr. Pierce was like, ah, damn it, you fellas. And he came by with uh, baking soda, which I guess stops it. Sure. And he's just sprinkling baking soda around like it's sawdust, and some of us puked or something. And it, it stopped everything. And that was the only cool thing that ever happened in my chemistry class yeah thank you martin <laughs> would you ever dissect an animal we did that in uh middle school science we dissected a frog you guys had frogs yeah we got frogs I and we got I to we took their uh their little organs out we had uh, oysters which makes no sense oysters and i still can't eat oysters to this day whoa because it's disgusting did you guys shuck them and shoot them or? <laughs> i wish <laughs> no they were like old stinky and you cut them open it was like full of like mold and it was disgusting they have parts other than I have the no goop? Idea. i have no idea i just remember being so grossed out by the smell wow and now it to this day I, I i don't fuck with oysters I I don't like it just feels like loogies back there. Yeah, I don't, I'm not an oysters guy. Love I, mussels though. M- mussels, clams. I'm huge, big fan. In, in a soup. Yeah, or like just not raw. Cooked, yeah, yeah, steamed, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm into that. Yeah. yeah, but I like it with the chowder. Yeah. Um, but the uh, yeah, we did frogs. They didn't stink. And um, I remember they gave us the option to go to the library. Like if you didn't want to dissect a frog you go to the library and watch a video of like a digitized frog getting dissected okay. and still learn all the parts but it was gross i actually saw that at hobby lobby we went to hobby lobby in tulsa uh, have you ever been to a hobby lobby do, do some research on hobby lobby you'll you'll go back more or you'll never go back again i want one Huge next to my conspiracies. house oh really deep deep religious like cult type stuff going on in hobby lobby you're kidding google Hobby Lobby conspiracy, and it is some wild stuff going on there. Whoa! Yeah, it's a good time. Because I walked in, my wife wanted to go, Emma wanted to go, and uh, I just thought it was like a big ass Michaels. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's like, oh, you frame a picture and buy some paintbrushes. It's so much more than that. Yeah, it's we went in, there was like, I wanted to own a home. Yeah. Like, I was like, I wish I owned a home so I could buy all these weird paintings. They had so many paintings of a cow wearing a hat. Yeah. Like, different hats. I want to own a home so I can have all, because of all these signs that say home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Laundry room. <laughs> Game room. This is where dad's drunk. Like, Five o'clock <laughs> room work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I had a blast. You just stepped into the bone zone. Wait, <laughs> the, the what the hell's going on out here? <laughs> It's 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 really just for a butcher shop. I saw in a video where they the prices are different for the exact same thing. So as you go back in the like if you see there's a painting and there's eight of them, at the farther you get back, the higher the price because they're assuming that you're gonna pick that they're gonna sell forward, and then the the, the supply goes down. So the that's the price actually really up. smart. Yeah. I kind of want to do that with my merch. Yeah. Be like, you buy the first few shirts, 30 bucks. Towards the end, they're 50 bucks. Yeah. We really got to move these things. <laughs> but we went in there, and I went to the toy aisle, and uh, they had one of those. They have, like, educational toys there, and they had one of the human body with, like, the muscles and stuff and the organs on the inside. And the selling feature, they had a hole in there at, through the packaging, and they're like, touch the squishy organs. And you went in, and you could push like the intestines and they were squishy and on the back of the box you could dissect this body like take all the parts out and then put them back in like it was like a model t or something and you're making a model you know and uh i i told my wife i go this is either your kid is going to be a doctor or the next jeffrey dahmer yeah you're teaching him something you're teaching him something and it's like important to learn but also is it it i think if you get that for your kid and they end up being a serial killer, you're going to feel like Jeffrey Dahmer's dad who helped him pick up like roadkill because he was interested in the yeah. animals. And he's like, well, he's interested in something, so I'm kind of helping him. He's like, yeah, he's he's dissecting humans now. He's, yeah. he's moved up. Yeah. And you're like, I guess that was my fault. Now you just live with that guilt. 
And it's like, maybe I should have just gotten him a video game instead of violent, buying him this violent like video game. <laughs> a violent video should game. Have him GTA. Yeah. He would have done he would have done better than uh maybe he would have ran a kiosk at the mall instead of <laughs> instead of just becoming a serial killer because I got him the skeleton that he could take the uh the guts out of. But yeah. I ended up buying a model. I got a uh 1971 Oldsmobile 442. Sure. And I don't know what I did. I made such a mistake. I bought this thing because I wanted to make one. Oh, you build it. Yeah, you it's build like it. A, I, I used to love those things. You used to do them? I always, I never did the paint. The um, ones you had to paint and glue. I was always snapped together. I did one snap together when I was a little kid. And this one, I didn't look at the level. It's a level five out of five. Yeah. So it's the hardest one. And everything you have to paint. I watched YouTube videos mm -hmm. of these dorks at home. They have like paint guns. And this one guy, like the body was kind of, and he had to heat it with a hairdryer and reform it. He has all these different types of sandpaper to like get it right. And I'm like, what have I gotten into? Yeah, that's I, not a, a game. That's not fun. That's a that's a job. Yeah. That's a chore. Dude, that's a that's what you do when you're a widow. Yeah. Like my <laughs> wife is still alive. I'm not gonna be down in the basement smoothing plastic body parts. <laughs> I'm for, working on my car. Yeah. <laughs> With, With tweezers? You, you have a Honda Fit. What are you working on? <laughs> it's like, oh no, no, I got an Oldsmobile 442 down in the basement. We're yeah. really chugging that out. But yeah, yeah, we had a we had a good time. How are we doing on time? Because we're at one oh three. Okay. Just over 50? I think that was everything I wanted to talk about. Sure. Got models. Cat lady smelled like piss. Tulsa. Never do... By the way, never doing... I'll go back to Tulsa, just not for New Year's. And uh, Feliz Navidad, you know? What? <laughs> <laughs> the next episode, I'm going to get Emma in here. We're going to talk about Christmas because uh, we went to Central Park and... An old, a homeless man, like a crazy homeless man, accosted her, and I was supposed to. I was. We had smoked weed. Sure. And so instead of stepping in, I just went, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> that lady's getting fucked up. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and everyone ended up being fine. But um, yeah, we'll talk about that because it would be funny to have her perspective of what she saw and what was going through my mind when all of that was happening, which was. We'll do, we'll do a live signing of the divorce papers <laughs> on the Patreon. No, she is she has forgiven me, but I definitely got to step next time someone comes up to her, I might jump the gun and punch him too early. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's gonna like ask for the time. I'll be like, no, it's the mailman. It's the a handful of letters. <laughs> he was wearing a hat. I thought it reminded me of the homeless man. Anyway, uh, that's the episode for this week. Don't forget to get yourself a safe journal. Safejournal.co. Promo code Zoltan, 25% off, and a handwritten letter from me. And uh, other than that, thank you. Happy New Year, and enjoy the last year of civilization. Cheers, everybody. Trekking heavier, traveling light. There's one thing that's right wherever I go. That's where I am.